Welcome to the Trophy Room, friends. This is the PlayStation Podcast where we talk about all the nerdy news you need to know about in the world of PlayStation. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. WhoDatNinja73. And usually, uh, Mr. Badbit, Joe, he's here, usually doing all the intro, but he's not. He's on vacation. And for the audio listeners, I'm air-coding vacation because he keeps – he's like the background producer of this episode, just sitting like right behind me in my ear telling me what to do. Joe, you need to relax. Me and Sean got this. And speaking of Sean, my co-host from the Xbox Drive, Sean Capri. What's going on, buddy? Dude, I just crashed my car right into the trophy room. I can't Whoa. believe you guys let me in here. It's amazing. I already, dude. I'm so excited to be here. I am. Can I just say, like, I I, I can just blush a little. Like, I love this show. I truly Thanks, am a buddy. huge, huge fan. It. This is the top of my listen list every single Thursday, even before my own show. So we. Oh, nice. that's, isn't it funny how it turned out that way? That that both shows ended up just. We launch both on Thursdays, so you get yeah. a little bit of PlayStation, a little bit of Xbox, whatever you guys yeah. like, uh, most sides. But we're we're friends, we're sister podcasts, as we say. Absolutely, yeah, it's a blended family, my friend. And I'm I'm I just realized uh, today, and because I'll be honest, Sean, I don't have time to listen to podcasts, so I don't listen to Xbox Drive as much as I should. Sound but uh, unsubscribed, yeah. Sorry, uh, I I just realized today that you're going to E3. Dude, I'm going to E3. That's Luke Lore and I are going to freaking E3. It is like three weeks away. I am totally stoked. Yeah, we are. We're going to be guests of Xbox Canada, which is amazing. We're going to Fan Fest, and um, man, we're stoked. We're even doing like a little bit of Xbox or Nintendo stuff as well. That's so awesome. It's not even just Xbox. So we're we're going to check out the. We're going to be there for the briefing for Xbox, and then. I think just a matter of hours later, Bethesda, we're going to go to their briefing as well. Sweet. So that's confirmed. We've got some other things that we're kind of oh, kind of working on. But, dude, an absolute, like, dream come true. Yeah. And just I all can... the stars align, like, wife and family and uh, every, tons of other things just that's, magically aligned. That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Thanks, uh, man. I, oh, man. I, I have goosebumps just thinking about you guys going. Well, look, and I so get I to can't meet, even imagine. Man. We've never yeah. met. So oh, you've gonna, never met? We've never met in real life, so we're oh, going to meet in, like at E3, dude. So That's incredible. Yeah, I, I'm giddy about it. It's very cool. <laughs> uh, so before we get into uh, the nerdy news we need to know about, or you need to know about, um, we are obviously gamers, so we're playing games all the time. Yep. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing lately? Can I tell you guys something? Okay, so yeah. if you if you did listen to the Xbox Drive, you'd be hearing me talk a little, little bit about Nier Automata. Oh, nice. Which is okay, because you can play that on the Xbox. Yeah. Well, I'm playing it on my PlayStation 4 Pro. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. So why but, are you playing it on PlayStation? Well, I originally it bought it for it. Okay. I originally, uh, when, it, when it first came out, I just never got around to it. It's just one of those poor decisions. I'm like, surely I'll, I'll find time to play this. And mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't until... Uh, I did this thing on my stream, if I, if I may, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Uh, I did this thing a couple of weeks ago where I had incredible game choice paralysis I had like 50 games legit that if any one of these games were, cho- were, were chosen, I, I'd be happy playing any of these games. Mm-hmm. So I put it in like a March Madness bracket thing. And on the stream, we had everybody like vote for each pairing. And it got down to Near Automata versus I think Tales of Berseria. And then Near came out on top. So that's what I'm playing right now, man. Nice. And it's great. It's an absolute yeah. amazing game. I just realized how little of the story that I'm progressing in because I'm just like wandering around the world just shooting shooting guys hitting people with my my pretty lady sword and beating up bad guys it's, it's amazing all the pretty anime girls all the pretty anime boys are in this game I love that's it. awesome yeah man what what kind of style of like gameplay is it like i've i've obviously seen videos for it it's got like like a shoot 'em up like shooter over your shoulder right yeah well it's I funny think. that you say that because i i felt like a lot of people were talking about like near automata and they're like wow this game's like game of the year but like they never really talked about like what it was i, yeah. I didn't really understand um so it's super japanese we'll, we'll kind of get that out of the way story is nonsense it actually makes no sense um you're you're playing as a as an android sexy lady who okay. is fighting on behalf of the humans who've been chased off of earth and they now live on the moon because aliens programmed machines to fight a war to chase off the the humans so so that's okay. the setting you're in mm-hmm. the future it's like twelve thousand AD or something and the style of the game is uh it's an action rpg uh with a tremendous amount of really japanese type of game influences so but the first hour of the game if i can um it may be one of the best first hours of best opening hours of any game i've ever played because it does go from like this shmup sort of style and then the camera kind of like 
swivels around and then it's more of like a like a bayonetta type of action type of game oh nice okay and then yeah like it's just really cool it's got a really nice blend of melee attack and you've got a little like flying little pod next to you that you can shoot rockets or lasers or things like Mm. that so it's i'm upgrading my characters i'm upgrading my weapons and managing my inventory and all this other stuff that's awesome it's it's really really great man i'm 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 not i'm so late to the game on this oh yeah this is the time of the year i feel like i've got a little break where i can dig into my backlog a little bit i already picked out my summer game my summer oh, game, you? I'm going to be playing The Witcher 3 for the first time this summer. Yes, yes. I've, I've, I've pushed it off for too long. I'm very excited to finally nice. dive into it. Especially since Cyberpunk feeling? is on the it, on the horizon. So Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're, you've decided. So like, then Absolutely, I'm you good. You don't have that par- paralysis anymore. Nope. Mm-mm. I love it. Uh, anything else you've been playing, Sean, other than Nier? That's the biggest thing, man. There's a, I don't know if it's on PlayStation as well. I think there's, a, there's an indie game called Black Paradox, which is a... A shmup side-scrolling, like uh, flying in space, kind of shoot them up. But it's proge- procedurally generated, so uh, yeah, all the enemies are all kind of like mixed up. But you're you're essentially trying to get through a run of I think eight bosses. Mm. It's got like you're flying a DeLorean with rocket boosters on it and different lasers, That's and awesome. you pick up these different power-ups that are essentially like the guns from Contra, like the Helix yeah. and all these the flamethrowers and things like that. And it's so much fun. It's got a great soundtrack, great night or eighties neon art style mm. to it. So those are kind of the, the games I'm kind of going back and forth on. That's my that's my junk food kind of game, just yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like you. I'm juggling two games right now. Um, while I'm at my second job, I've been playing some Final Fantasy X on the Switch, um, <laughs> just because it's there. Uh, so yeah, Final Fantasy X is one of my favorite Final Fantasies. It's is it? It's it it. While I'm playing it now, though, I'm not really listening to the story. Like yeah. when the cutscenes come, I, I set it down because I know it already. Mm-hmm. You Unless can't skip like, it? it's I mean, you can fast forward through some conversations, but the ones they really want you to pay attention to, you can't really skip. Dang. And you yeah. can't skip cutscenes at all, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess but you I get back, get it back. Wow, better get back to work. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Good thing I didn't um, for that. But uh, I got to the Blitzball part. And now I'm just playing Blitzball because I love that mini game in Final Fantasy it, and, Um So that's just what I'm doing on the side. And then I picked up Rage 2. Um, yes! Don't let Joe persuade you or dissuade you. Yeah, no. No, absolutely not. No, I... From what the reviews have said, the little bit of reviews that I've read and watched, um, I agree with most of their stuff. The, the yeah. open world is eh. It's okay. Yeah. The driving is okay. But when you get to like the bandit camps or any type of story action where you have to just wreck shop, mm-hmm. man, does it feel good. It, yeah. There's a reason why it is so synonymous with the shooting and yeah. first person shooters because they get it. Um, the shotgun in Rage 2 is one of the best feeling shotguns I've ever used in a game. That's what Luke was saying. Yeah. Oh, what is with the shotgun, so dude? Good. Uh, it's a combat shotgun. It's, um, I mean, yes, it does massive damage up close and stuff, but once you put down the l2 the trigger to aim mm-hmm. um in game it says like it melds all the shotgun shots into one and it uses to knock back enemies from further distances so it's yeah. not at a disadvantage like a slug so kind of thing yes absolutely yeah um so that feels great the powers you get like you can force push people away and kill them or break down their armor um the dashing is great uh I, I just wish the little bit, the story was a little bit better and mm-hmm. there's more to do in the open world, but yeah. uh, the gunplay and the, the style of gameplay is worth it. Like it, it's, it's oh, solid. Man. I'm glad you're having a good time with it. I was saying to Luke that I, it, it, I just want to play a game. I want to, I want to shut off my brain and just wander. Cause that's kind of how I'm playing near right now. Absolutely. Yeah. But that, that, so that sounds perfect for me right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the mood for that. And uh, you get to pick between a female and male uh, protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, I first started as the female protagonist. And then I realized that the male uh, version of Walker, who's the main character, uh, is voiced by one of the Critical Role guys. Um, so I went back and replayed it because I, I love Sam Regal. He's Oh, nice. So, yeah. He, and he's fantastic. The voice acting is pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for me. Um, nice, man. Yeah, are you ready to get into the goobers of this week's episode? Did you say the gurus? The goobers. <laughs> the goobers, yeah, let's get into the goobers. Here. I love it, yeah. I feel like I should be picking these out of my nose. <laughs> and we got we got a lot of good ones for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Juicy goobers. The first goober comes from GameSpot, 
Microsoft and Sony make nice, announce partnership for gaming and cloud services. Microsoft and Sony, the companies behind Xbox One and PS4, respectively, revealed this week that they have established a strategic partnership. The two companies plan on sharing technology and information going forward and build upon shared infrastructures for some of their future initiatives. Nowhere in the announcement are Xbox or PlayStation named, but its wording implies Microsoft and Sony's partnership will specifically focus on consumer entertainment platforms like gaming. The agreement says that the two will jointly develop future cloud solutions within Microsoft Azure. It also says that Sony will use Microsoft Azure for its own game and content streaming services. Although Sony's PlayStation Now is not mentioned specifically, including a push to build better tools for content creators. The two are also committing to work together on semiconductors and artificial intelligence. Here's a quote from Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. Quote, Sony has always been a leader in both entertainment and technology, and the collaborations we announced today builds on this history of innovation, added Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. Our partnership brings the power of Azure and Azure AI to Sony to deliver new gaming and entertainment experiences for consumers, customers, end quote. What does this mean, Sean? PlayStation Xbox going to new generation of gaming. What does this mean? This this finally means that some money is flowing from the Sony camp into the Microsoft pockets. Yeah. I don't think, honestly, it really means as much as maybe people are, are reading into, other than to say that, that Microsoft has come out on top as one of the best um, cloud services and providers out there. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, the, and the options are essentially like Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, as far as I understand. Yeah. So... I think it makes sense. Um, I think that maybe gaming, the gaming world is maybe reading into this maybe a little bit too much because of like the fires that are flamed by, by console wars and things yeah. like that. Um, but, but now Sony joins companies like Apple and 3M. And I think I saw like the NFL, um, NBC. Uh, there's a number of companies that are already using, um, Azure cloud services right now. Um, so as, as an Xbox fan who really enjoys the way that the network works and it seems like from that end of things, I think maybe we can all agree that like Microsoft is kind of the pros at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that, hopefully benefiting the PlayStation world. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I've had a, I've had terrible experiences on the PlayStation network, not just my name, not just my name, but my download speeds are are brutal. It gets throttled all the time Mm -hmm. where my switch is perfectly fine and, and Xbox and PC are, are great. So if it improves from that perspective, I think cool. But I feel like we're being maybe a little bit too narrow-minded about this. It's got to be bigger. I feel like maybe there's something else, maybe even on the movie side or something else. I get that, yeah. I, I definitely think this is awesome because I think we all agree that PlayStation's streaming sides of things are awful. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they spent a lot of money on Gaikai uh, back when PS4 was announced. And I remember being like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, a way for me to kind of... It's like an in-home version of Blockbuster with the mm-hmm. PlayStation Now. That's how I felt. Like you can just kind of stream games uh, at the leisure of your couch, but it didn't work the way it intended to. Mm-hmm. And I look at Microsoft sometimes and hear all the good things about their cloud services and the, the fact that um, their store and their their online infrastructure on Xbox seems less broken than PlayStation's. Um, I, feel I mean, like it just started in a better place. Like they got yeah. off to a better start rather than Absolutely. this like trippy, trippy start. Um, I was gonna ask you, like, what does it mean to go with Microsoft versus Go- like Google was an option, and I think that sure. in either case you're gonna be looking at like feeding money into a competitor if you're Sony. Like, I don't know if I'm reading a little bit too much into this, but Sony is a big company, and they they likely would have been shopped around. They probably would have been looking at multiple options and seeing yeah. what fit. Does this say to you that, like, is, does Microsoft now have a leg up? Do we perceive a leg up from Microsoft's perspectives over Google and Stat- Stadia? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would agree. Uh, I also think that Google's thing is very unknown at this point. Yeah. Or is it just, like, anybody but Google? It, it, it very well scary could. and huge, right? Yeah. And I, I just think that PlayStation looked at and Microsoft is a known quantity at this point. Right. And not that Google itself isn't. Or isn't already it's just that the technology behind stadia is very new and not everyone's going to be able to take advantage of that right away mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. from what my understanding so playstation looking at microsoft and it's already a, an established thing so why not kind of hitch on and try to learn as much as possible from there 
It's totally fascinating, man. It's it'd be so interesting to see what the heads of these companies like what 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 they think of each other. I think we all yeah. kind of project our perceptions on what we think Sony would think of Microsoft or like what what is going through their minds, but it's much more business. Like there's not as much ego involved as I think we all like to think there is of yeah. people getting like totally burned by this guy and oh my gosh, what a bit like they don't think like that. It's they're on a these CEOs are on a totally different level. They don't like our brains cannot comprehend yeah. How Satya Nadella's mind works. He's on another level. So be very interesting to know the decisions that are made uh, yeah. on both sides and really what happened. That was one of my favorite moments from the Game Awards last year when all oh, three yeah. heads of the, the brands came out. And they're like, listen, we're all here because we love games. Yeah, It's not because we hate each other. We want to make the best experiences possible. Mm-hmm. And so like, hopefully this is a step in the right direction and we all play nice together. Well, that is really – and that was a cue from like Oscars and other awards really because like you see all these uh, directors and actors and everybody – like all these competing studios and people who work in their line of work um, coming together and like you don't even think about it. Like you no, get to yeah. try and like draw that comparison. People are like, what the hell are you even talking about? Like that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that mm-hmm. it's not a thing at the Oscars, so. Yeah, you you never really see Warner Brothers and Disney fighting fighting. Exactly, out. that's yeah. Couldn't no. said it better myself. Obviously. Yeah, every, everyone's in it because they yeah. want to make the best stuff. Yeah. Um, the next goober comes from ComicBook.com, and this is an interesting one. Sony Interactive launches unit to adapt games for film and TV. Sony Interactive Entertainment has launched a new unit called PlayStation Productions with the goal of exploring its extensive catalog of games to see which franchises could be candidates for film and TV adaptations. Sony's got no shortage of games to pick from, and it looks like some properties have apparently already been chosen since the unit is already working on producing its first set of projects, a new report suggests. The unit will be headed by Asad Kizilbash, the vice president of marketing for exclusive games at PlayStation, and will be overseen by SIE chairman of Worldwide Studios, Sean Layden. The Hollywood Reporter said Layden told the outlet that now is a good time to look at other media opportunities in areas such as streaming, film, and TV to expand Sony's properties to other mediums. Production of these projects will be handled by PlayStation Productions with the sister company, Sony Studios, assisting with the distribution, which means that these projects won't be licensed out to other companies. Sean would never lie to me. Layden (laughs) stated, quotes, We've got 25 years of game development experience, and that's created 25 years of great games, franchises, and stories, Layden tells The Hollywood Reporter. We feel that now is a good time to look at other media opportunities across streaming or film or television to give our world's life in another spectrum. So before we get into um, our our first question of the day, which comes from Joe, weird, I thought it was on vacation, Uh, there was an update (laughs) today, about four hours ago, uh, Twisted Metal is getting its show. It is one of the first announced things for PlayStation Productions. Um, David Jaffe is going to be helping out with it. Uh, so we go to Joe. Hi, guys. First time, long time. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, if you were Shu, what game are we turning into a show? And which game are you turning into a movie? I'm assuming we're going to iron out the kinks with the first few shows. So I wouldn't want to see Sony out of the gate with The Last of Us or God of War ad- adaptation. Maybe start a bit smaller with another Ratchet film sh- or show and Jack and Daxter show, but that's just my theory, a game theory. What do you think, Sean? What, what in your eyes? What is the first thing that pops in your head that you want to see from PlayStation Productions? The funny thing is, it's not a first-party game that comes to my my mind. I think all the way back to like the original PlayStation and how much fun I had playing like a Parasite Eve. Oh yeah, I feel like that could be like almost like a like a Bird Box style budget. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this big overblown thing. But mm-hmm. something to just explore, like, the weirdness that was Parasite Eve. I don't know why, man. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of rich horror stories when you when you think on PlayStation. Like, Absolutely. all the way up to Until Dawn is, is a very recent example. But there's always been really good horror stories on PlayStation, which would lend itself nicely to this. I, I, I actually am kind of shocked that Twisted Metal is getting a show. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really seem like so it's... So much story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Twisted Metal Black has, like, the story there, but... It's going to be violent. I don't see how this show can be anything but just like very violent. Movies out of Mortal Kombat. So what do we That's know? True. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, for me personally, the the first thing that popped in my head, and I haven't seen anyone really say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll ever see an Order eighteen eighty six sequel. 
Ooh. And I think the way that game ended led itself to a sequel or teased at a sequel. And I would be so down to see uh, the knights and go after these werewolves in London. And I feel like that'd be a great show. Try to uncover where they are. And I think the atmosphere would be great. Like, I want that. I want that show. I think uh, it would be great. I think that's a great answer, especially because the runtime was essentially just a little longer than Absolutely. the movie. Right. Yeah. So you just you take out those bloated combat spark, uh, sequences and and then you're kind of there. What about Horizon? I don't know if that's too on the nose. Yeah. I, I thought the, the the story and like the the mystery of like what the heck even happened was mm-hmm. so fascinating. Uh, and then I can skip all the talking to the tribal people that I don't give two craps about. <laughs> the, yes, I I can understand that. Uh, <laughs> just gotta sneak in I my shots that. everywhere. I can, man. Uh, your beloved that would game be of the year. Do like a Horizon show before everything went down. Like back oh, when it, very the, cool. the machines were like first getting built and what yeah. happened there and see firsthand. That would be kind of cool. Well, did you ever watch like the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the, the Terminator no. show? I heard it was great. Dude, I, it was absolutely amazing. It was it, it was it died far too young. Um, but I can imagine like a similar type of story because that's sort of like end of the world. But like, you know that it's coming and mm-hmm. yeah, very predictable. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. you ever beat that game? Did you ever what play game? It? Horizon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know, okay, yeah. So everybody saw it coming anyways. Yeah. And it's been two um, years. Just relax. Yeah, no, relax. Uh, also, someone said that um, Sly Cooper. Uh, oh, I think yeah, that would be so cool. Thing. That would be kind of cool. Be a Saturday morning cartoon kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And then a couple other people that I, I put on Twitter uh, said, uh, Mr. Brawl 96 on Twitter said, Destiny. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, HBO style show, uh, like around the tower. Oh, and nice. early days of Vanguard. Yeah. Um, the Bioshock Hub, Last of Us, hands down. Obviously, that's a great choice, but I don't think they'll do like an existing franchise where we're getting a new game so mm-hmm. so soon. Um, I mean, Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear. Yeah, great. you know, the more that we talk about this, the more it actually does make sense. Like there are like right from the start, Sony games were always designed like movies. Like there was always that special cinematic sequ- uh, experience there. They were always designed that way. So this this makes a little sense now. I got to throw a little. Throw a little salt into the meal here. Okay, go for it. Are we not talking about games on PlayStation? Is it is it now now it's okay to talk about like TV, movies, movies, TV, sports, sports, TV? Are we not upset about this, Kyle? Come on, man. Honestly, I, I I'm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You got to be hard. honest. You have. You, yeah, you it's hard. Throw a lot, a lot of yes, shade. We do. Uh, yeah, guess what the, Xbox has? It has TV on it, and it's got movies. And guess what we <laughs> care about now? So just, just take it down a notch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got you, Sean. I understand where you're coming from. Joe's so mad right now. <laughs> I I'm with you though, especially on the heels of there is no Sony at E3 this year. And, and yeah, so, we don't care about games. We're gonna go launch a TV studio. It it it, it does hurt, but seeing these franchises that I love be brought to the screen i think it's pretty cool but i get it i can't I get argue it. with that i get it i get excited about some of these things as well yeah. but i mean gotta take it gotta take it in stride uh number one you gotta take it if you dish it you gotta take it back um and then the other thing that i would say on a, on a very serious note this is a huge gamble for sony okay. to do because detective pikachu is the best example that we have of something like this like the really the one and only yeah. The next best thing is Mortal Kombat, the original movie. And they're all they're, <laughs> think. they're laughed at because they're like maybe Wing Commander, mm. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh God! Like what is the like what is the rationale? What is the precedent that goes like you know what we should do? It worked out for everybody else to such an amazing degree. Assassin's Creed, like n- there is no example. I'm being very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge gamble. I think it, it shows a little bit of the state that Sony is in as a company that they really are leaning on PlayStation as a brand yeah. to, to kind of like drive that ship forward and keep it afloat. Yeah. I get that for sure. Um, just another couple ones that were thrown out there. Resistance TV show would be cool. Uh, an infamous show. Yeah, um, these are great th- stories. Yeah. And then um, one from famous Seamus uh, who wrote in, in the Casa de bad bit discord, which you can join link in the description. Um, he says uncharted. And have the people who made that short from last year to oh, make yeah, movie, Nathan Fillion. I think that's also another reason why they kind of pushed it. Because they saw that short and how great Nathan Fillion was as Drake. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephen Lang as Sully in that short. That was fantastic. So if they yeah. want to just expand on that and make a whole Uncharted show, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, man. 
Uh, and you can next... stream it all on your Microsoft Azure cloud <laughs> services. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's totally fine. We're, we're friends now, Sean. We're Microsoft Sony. That, we're now. Dude, I forgot to mention it. Like, what better episode for us to join forces on exactly. than when Sony and Microsoft partner up like that? I'm so happy you decided to drive into the trophy room and knock down me, the wall. Me too. Today. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't hit the brakes in time. I popped nope. the clutch and it just, like, went right through. <laughs> Hit three kids on the way over to. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Joe kids. told me to. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. Uh, this next scooper comes from Eurogamer. Uh, PlayStation 5 tech demo footage surfaces at Investor Conference. Spider-Man Solid State Drive speeds showcase future plans shared. That's quite the title, Eurogamer. Uh, Sony has shown an early PlayStation 5 tech demo at an Investor Conference, captured for posterity by Wall Street Journal Tokyo journalist Takahashi Mojisuki. Yep, I'm so but... sorry, Takashi. And embedded further on down this page, uh, the demo or a variant of it was previously shown to Wired Magazine, highlighting the enormous streaming and loading time advantages offered by the proprietary solid-state drive technology that finds its way into Sony's next-generation PlayStation. The presentation is based on Marvel's Spider-Man, developed by Insomniac Games. It starts off by showing a series of fast-travel warps around the game's New York map. With the PS4 Pro taking 8.1 seconds to complete a single jump. By contrast, the next generation hardware completes the same process in just 0.83 seconds. Roughly speaking, loading times are improved by an order of magnitude. With the clip showing practically zero loadings uh, between scenes, is this the killer feature for next generation, Sean? I think it absolutely is. I'm with you. I, I think this is an incredible shift in conversation because the the oxygen has run out on resolution and trying to convince people that, that HDR is a big deal. And people who caught on to HDR, they know that it's great. Um, yeah. but, but it's not the next it's not the next ten eighty P going up from from four twenty or four eighty or whatever. <laughs> this is this is so smart. I'm so jealous and but I'm also glad that that the conversation is shifting and we're finding something that actually matters yeah. to gamers like loading time. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm hit with a loading screen that's, you know, even 15 seconds, I'm staring at my phone, yep. I'm doing something else, I'm distracted, I'm taking out of the game, totally taken out of the game. And not only that, but then by the time I look up from my phone, the game's been ready to play for another 2 minutes. So like I'm actually killing my gaming t- like that it it magnifies how much gaming I'm missing by the loading time being bad. So what a great shift from resolution. We were all talking about graphics in the, in the, in the last time, all the, the screen uh, comparisons. Look at the graphics on Xbox versus, yeah. like, that's garbage anyways. But holy crap, dude, if I, everybody should be caring about load time. And if this, this absolutely could be the killer app. So a very, very smart. The last thing I'll say about it is, I think this is a lesson that Sony has learned by um, trying to push the graphical prowess of of the pro and i and i think that that messaging fell flat mm-hmm. when mark cerny came out with the pro and everybody's like i don't see it like it's hard for me to understand yeah. what you're showing me because screens and, and everything are different across the way this is something that everybody understands an order of magnitude from eight seconds down to po- less than one second yeah killer stuff man this is this is what i want out of yeah, my next that's gen insane. uh you yeah i i echo exactly what you said it's it's weird to think as growing up as a gamer, starting at Nintendo and PlayStation, yeah, and seeing being hyped about graphical improvements. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at the point where games are going to look as good as they're going to look Pretty at much. this point. And, and so, like, I don't care how great the next generation looks because I know it can't be any worse than what PS4 is offering or Xbox mm-hmm. One is offering now. Give me stuff like this quality of life improvements, like extremely quick loading times um just give me more with more with the os i think i'm more excited for what the os is going to be on the playstation 5 Mm -hmm. than anything else and i think there were hints i i I didn't put in here but like playstation 4 is finally going to get an update where we can like track our progress with trophies like that's huge for me so it'd be like if you need 100 kills in this game, it'll actually keep track and show you. I know Xbox does that, and I'm so jealous about gonna, that. I was going to say it. Oh, I, I was going to bring it up, too, because that's one thing that I, I'm so jealous that Xbox does that PlayStation doesn't. Um, but those jealous are jealous of your platinums. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just, you get like 1K, that's as cool as we can make it sound. <laughs> that's that's about as good as but it gets. But I'm, I'm all about the quality of life improvements, and yeah. going from 8 seconds to less than a second in loading time is crazy. I want to see Let, them test that with like Bloodborne. Yes. Oh, dude, that was a game that that got raked over the coals. Um, yeah, I know Joe was probably be like, "Yeah, 
I, I think it was like a 30 second load time or something like that. And it, they they definitely improved it over time. Did they? Like they patched, yeah, they definitely it wasn't when it first came out. All the reviews will you'll still look it up and, and see that low times was a big deal. Um, I think this is really cool as full circle as this has come because going from like Super Nintendo Nintendo sixty four to PlayStation, essentially Sony introduced load times. There was not a thing before, mm-hmm. so they introduced this like oh I guess well the games look great and the music is amazing and Final Fantasy seven is awesome. So I guess I'll deal with these low times and we just became accustomed to it. But when yeah. we were first introduced to it like it sucked man and we all noticed it so it'd be very cool for sony to close the loop on that and to put an end to mm. massive load times and the the last thing that i'll say kyle because i know i'm rambling a little bit but no it's fine. i i love my console gaming i have a, i have a i have a decent pc i can play some good games on my pc but it is time for the consoles to have that edge over pcs once again because there's always that there's always that advantage you get for having the closed box that closed architecture of not having to worry about drivers and all these mismatched yep parts and everything like there's an efficiency mm-hmm. that you get by having a, a pre-designed system and everybody's running off of that so if one of those advantages is fast low times and like go consoles man they they're really kind of getting beaten over the face by pcs these Absolutely. last like, couple years yeah yeah I, I and anything to take the ammo out of the pc gamer clan like when they yeah. come at, after us as console gamers i'm totally for yeah, not looking so perfect blonde and blue eyes, are you, you master race? Nope. With your with your with your tax machines. Uh this next, <laughs> <laughs> this next goober comes from Push Square, uh, which is a, a good one that they're acknowledging. Uh PS5 players can play with PS4 players using backwards compatibility, Sony confirms. Cross-generation mm-hmm. play was brought up during company's most recent investor relations question and answer session. When talking about backwards compatibility in general, Vice President John Codera was quick to add that cross-generation play will be important to the PlayStation community. Keeping existing players invested is clearly of high priority to Sony as it looks to introduce the PS5 supposedly next year. This is great. I'm, I'm shocked that this isn't a thing that, like, I'm kind of sad that this is a thing they have to announce. Kind you kind of have this on Xbox. Yeah, we kind of already do the whole like if my friend's playing Left 4 Dead on his Xbox 360 and I'm putting it in my my current Xbox one. Mm-hmm. So, yes, very, very exciting. Kyle, I have a question for you. What's up? Again, you have to eat a little bit of a salty sandwich here. All right, I'm ready. I thought PlayStation players don't care about backwards. I thought you guys don't care about old games. I thought new games are new. Old games are old games. You don't care about them. I, wh- are we celebrating old games or not? Why do you? You gotta, you gotta now speak on behalf of the entire PlayStation community for <laughs> crapping all over Xbox these last couple of years. I was about to say because me, I love old games. Um, I do too. I know, <laughs> and I know that you say that to Joe all yeah, the time. Yeah. But no, but it's very yeah. interesting. Like this, there's a lot of things that Xbox has been doing very, very well that I think have been sort of like undersold, undercelebrated. It's like, oh well, that's all you guys have, so like you go have fun, yeah. which is very true. Like we've been definitely getting killed on the on the exclusive side, um, but this is great. This is exactly what we want to come out of the competition, that it kind of rises everybody up to a new standard. Things that we didn't think that we wanted actually turn out to be important to us if we if we just like experience it a little bit. Sometimes we don't know what we want until we experience it and go like, snap, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So some interconnectivity between the generations I think is exactly what people want. And it's exactly what Sony wants because there's a hundred million people who have a PlayStation four. Exactly. It was not an option to abandon those people. No. For sure. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. This does bring up a point where back when I was working at GameStop, uh, a guy, when PlayStation 4 launched, he bought it and then bought a copy of like Black Ops 2 or something because he wanted to play with his friends on his PS4. Oh, yeah. He brought it back the next day and traded it in for PS3 because that was that important to him. Oh, my. Yeah, it's kind of a cod. And so like this is perfect for that guy. I, mm-hmm. I hope he knows this is a thing. And I'm I'm very happy it's a thing. I'm kind of sad that we had to announce it, or, or not we. I don't work for Sony, but like I'm I'm sad that Sony had is in a place where they have to say these simple things that feel like should just be a thing already. You know, we had it's been a quite a generation, man, of, yeah. of lessons learned. Um, microtransactions come up, like loot boxes and stuff. Like that's the type of thing that you're seeing in a lot of games now. Like no loot boxes is a feature. Yeah. And so, like, I think that sort of strikes me in that same vein that, like, do we really have to be saying this? But I think we kind of do. It's it, the industry on mass sort of, like, making up for the lessons that they've learned. And we've been asking for this sort of transparency and for companies and platforms to be listening to the player base this entire time. Yeah. So I'm not going to bash him for 
actually doing that. Um, but you know, it's just, you gotta, now you gotta check the fan base a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, it's good. This next scooter. I'm worried for Xbox now. All these features, man. This is all we had. It's <laughs> special to Xbox. That is true. I, I, I remember watching that first Xbox One reveal event at E3 where they spent a lot of time on NFL draft and being able to watch NFL games. And they had me sold, on the dude. Side. I wanted it. I, wanted I did that. too. <laughs> I was very jealous because I'm a huge fantasy football player and I was like, mm-hmm. this is great. I would love this. But then it just kind of lingered too too long. And yeah. It was, and then like, Sony came back got. with the, ma- yeah, Sony yeah. came back with the major hammer that night, and rest is history. And yeah, it's man. been, like you said, a lot of lessons learned from that point on. We're gonna have a lot to talk about these next couple months as as we start to learn more about what's happening. And like, if Xbox doesn't have this the solid state drive thing, or if like somehow they pull back on some of the things that they've introduced here, like, man, it is it is over. But I think I think the solid state uh, is a game changer. Yeah. Do. You- here, here's a question. It's not on. It's not on the list. Uh, are you excited for the fact that maybe Xbox One and PS4 are different enough, like in, in more of a way than? To me, they're very similar almost mm-hmm. in, in terms of what they, not in terms of what they do, but like they play a lot of the same games. Games yep. kind of look different. Um, do you want more of a difference between consoles, or is well, it just a brand that we're we're kind of invested in at this point? Well, I think. Um... I think it's more interesting if they're unique. And certainly when the two launched, they were very different uh, back in 2013, if I, 2013, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very different launches for the two, very different directions. And I thought that was fascinating. I really enjoyed the, uh, the notion of voice control, like Xbox record that. I thought it was like awesome. I thought that was amazing. Um, I thought it was just as good as the share button. I thought mm-hmm. that was the answer or sort of like that, that solution to, to the share button. Um, do I want these ones to be different? Um, I think, yes. I think just based on what, what I've experienced in the past and how much I did enjoy them to be different back then, I, I, I do expect them to be different. I think there's going to be much more of a focus on streaming on Xbox. And I'll say this as well, uh, for whatever it's worth, I think they come right out of the gate with a disc and discless version right out of the mm-hmm. gate. And it's, and I think the difference in price is 50 bucks. So yeah. I think that, I think that the sad edition that we, we love to joke about right now, um, is less about selling that actual unit, but establishing that, okay, are you guys cool with 50 bucks being the difference? Like if that were actually happening and that yeah. sales didn't bugger that whole plan up, mm-hmm. but establishing in our minds that if you take a disc, uh, a disc out of the system that you save 50 bucks and everybody's cool with that, I think that that will be a huge driver for the next generation console. It'd be very interesting to see if what Sony does with either one or multiple SKUs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good call. Uh, this next goober comes from IGN. Uh, Dauntless becomes first game with full crossplay between Xbox and PS4 at launch. Dauntless has fulfilled its one Dauntless promise as it launches today with full crossplay and cross progression on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on the Epic Game Store and is the first game to launch with this functionality for PS4. Phoenix Labs free to play co op action RPG Dauntless promise of a one Dauntless for all players around the world to play together. No matter where they play was a truly audacious goal but one that was very important for the team in its mission when we first started talking about one dauntless we knew it was a truly audacious goal jesse houston ceo and co-founder of phoenix lab said no one has ever launched on console with full crossplay support from the start and but we believed in our vision and thankfully our friends at epic games sony and microsoft did too Keeping the community connected is one of the t- our top priorities, and with all the new players coming in at launch, there's never been a better time to be a slayer in Dauntless. Uh, this is this is fantastic. What an empowering right? environment for for developers to have. Like this is all they ever really wanted. It what an impossible decision for them to make choices between platforms. And, and choose, like you really have to kind of dedicate efforts and allocate efforts yeah. in that way. Now they can just focus on like people who play my game everywhere. That is, this is a new age, and I am, I'm in on this game, man. It's not even just the fact that it's full crossplay. I think mm-hmm. that should be catching our attention. I'm glad that we're able to highlight it, but it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like it a, does look really uh, fun. I, I looked into it in between um, doing the Xbox drop because I went into it thinking that when I heard co-op action RPG, I thought Diablo is actually mm-hmm. what I was picturing, but it's much more. That's what I first Hunter. thought too. Yeah, yeah. I think it was mostly the co-op thing that like really like, and because it was. Uh, is sort of indie like i don't know why i started to think like 
uh, isometric view, uh, top-down sort of um, basic gameplay. This game looks intense. Yeah. Like, it looks really involved. It looks like a big game, like a Monster Hunter type of experience that I cannot wait. I've got to, I'm, I've got to download it right away. That's awesome, yeah. I know at PAX it was there, and that booth was, was packed. Was it really? It was packed. A lot of packed people were packs. over the Dauntless, uh, the booth over there at PAX Ooh. East. Um, Could be big. Yeah, and I think this is this is so awesome, and I love mm-hmm. when we hear stories about this. Um, and I hope that other bigger developers are looking at this and, and are like, if if this smaller team can do it, uh, on I believe it's their is it this their first game? I pr- yes, no, maybe I should have looked that up. Um, on this smaller game, like why can't we do it, and why can't we push mm-hmm. the envelope and make sure? we can make this happen and have all gamers be able to play with each other. Cause that's huge in today in today's gaming. And Epic is right there alongside them. So like, I think it's, it's part of the vision of the devs, but having Epic's backing as well to, to really push that forward. They obviously did a lot of work and headway with, with Fortnite. Like everybody can say what they will about Fortnite, but I think it's really paved the way for a, a number of different initiatives. Like even, even switch fans to get some damn voice chat on their system. Mm-hmm. Like that thanks. So we have we have Fortnite to thank for a lot of different things. Uh, the Epic Store, whether you, you you like it or not, and it certainly has its issues getting up and going. But more money going to the developers, a lot of those savings getting passed along to gamers. I think uh, I've always really liked Epic. Uh, Gears of War has been a huge part of my life. And even before that, I was just talking earlier to somebody this week uh, about Unreal, like going all the way back. Epic mm-hmm. is a great company, so um, really glad to see this game launch into full crossplay. Uh, so Phoenix Labs, this is their first game, um, and they are a Canadian studio, Sean. Hey, Vancouver. Um, and what I really love about their their website is uh, they have little profiles for every single developer on the team, and everyone has like their their gaming uh, tag underneath them, and like just looking at them, it makes me all feel a little warm and fuzzy. Like they're a family. Heck yeah, man. And, and they're, they're obviously supporting each other, and it's it's awesome. It's good to see. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's actually my pick this week to go show some love on Twitter. Uh, we ask you every week to go show some love to uh, a, a developer or a person in the gaming industry that's doing great things. So go over to at Play Dauntless on Twitter. Go show them some love because this is monumental and it's amazing to see. Yeah, man. Uh, also, Joe said, fun fact, the article was written by Adam Bankers and he knows him and he's a pretty swell dude. Oh, very nice. All right, Joe. Uh, next goober, and our final goober, actually, uh, comes from Push Square. Some PS4 users are being invited to alpha test Neo 2 as gameplay footage finally appears. It's been quite a while since we heard anything about Neo 2. The game was announced last year at E3, but we've seen nothing of it aside from a brief teaser trailer. Back in February, Team Ninja reiterated that the game was still in development, but it's been a return to radio silence ever since. Things appear to finally be kicking into gear, however, as the sequels just got a brand new gameplay trailer. This is our first look at the game in action, and it seems frantic, stylish, and suitably brutal. And yes, it looks like you'll be able to transform into a demon. The trailer also shows off a range of characters, all with different weapons and fighting styles. Remember, you can make your own hero this time around. Adding to the sudden hype, Team Ninja has revealed that a closed alpha will be taking place from the 24th of May to the 2nd of June. According to an accompanying tweet from the developer, only some PS4 users will be given access. At the time of writing, we have no idea who's getting in or how. We assume that they're just going to be invited. <laughs> I like how that ended. We just assume people are just getting invited. How else? Okay. Or they're uh, stumbling there on their way in. This is cool because I'm when E3 always comes close, I mm-hmm. go back and I watch old press conferences. So do I. I'm so excited. Like it's my new thing. I come home from work, I put one on, I just watch it. Um, I just ex- that's so funny. I literally just did the same thing yeah. this week. So I watched last year's Sony uh, conference. Um, and as crazy, weirdly paced that was, uh, this was a nice surprise seeing yeah. Neo 2 show up in a very brief thing. And like they said in this article, it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um, like a so, ninja. Yeah. Just like a, a, a game from Team Ninja should. Um, and it's cool it's coming back. Uh, the gameplay, I have not seen the trailer myself, but I, I 
I've seen Neo one in action and that seems crazy and frantic. So I can only imagine them learning from their mistakes and improving on them in the, the sequel. This is, this is a very interesting way for this game to reappear after being gone for so long for, and, and for us really not knowing anything that, yeah. that there are people doing this, this alpha test. I'm just encouraged that they're making a sequel to this game. Um, I don't remember or recall hearing anything astronomical about sales, but I think it was fairly well received. And if I can say so, if I could be so bold, Kyle, yeah, I like this game better than Sekiro. Ooh, I think this the first game one? is. Yeah, I think Neo won it. I think is. I think it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I really love the setting. I think the enemies were. I think the enemies in this game did more to like frighten me in a way. They go like, oh snap! I can't. I can't defeat this guy. I thought the the enemies mostly in in uh, aside from like the bigger the bigger dudes. In Sekiro is not not I didn't love it and I didn't love the the parry system and the posture system as much. I know in Joe Sekiro. was having a problem with Sekiro too in that way. Yeah, yeah, and not for all the reasons that that people got really hot about. I just I did, as a game I didn't think it was as strong mm-hmm. as I I think Neil was like it doesn't have that from software sort of like push. Everybody kind of like well it's kind of like the Bloodborne it's kind of like the, the the Souls games but it's not from them so I think that made people discount it and they shouldn't have done that I. Shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. Uh, <laughs> I think that game is awesome, dude. People should definitely check that out. You got some time in between now and obviously when this next game comes out and it goes on sale all the time. Yeah. So shout out to Neo and Team Ninja. They, they have something very special with this series. Yeah. And Team Ninja is super talented too. So Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I need you to hold on to something, sir. Oh, God. Oh, God. I've been preparing for this. I've been preparing for this all week. It's time to prepare the drop. Each week, the PlayStation blog shows uh, what games are coming out on PlayStation software or PlayStation hardware uh, for the week. And we each pick a game and we talk about why we picked it. Sean, do you want to go first? What did you my, pick this week? My pick is, uh, I, I maybe gave it away a little bit earlier. Uh, Dauntless is is absolutely my pick. It's free. Mm. I, I picked this up on all my systems and play it on anything. I don't even care. I have got to check this thing out. This isn't even just like this is the best of what's available. This, mm-hmm. this is something that I have to play. Yeah. I'm I'm with you just because of how historic it is and yeah I want to I want to check it out and and give give them some support in some way. Let's just stop recording now. Do you just want to play? Yeah. Well, let's see how the crossplay works. <laughs> oh, that's tr- that's true. Uh, I have to work for uh, field day tomorrow. That's going to be fun. Oh, um, uh, my pick is everybody's golf in VR. Uh, I love everybody's golf. Um, and. Uh, I'm excited to try it out in VR. I mean, there's not much more to say. Everybody's Golf is a great golf game, mm-hmm. and in VR is probably just as great. Um, Joe's just make sure you've got room around yourself, man. Oh, this is, this yeah. is a Wii type of accident. I like, Wii Sports learned, accident is waiting to happen. I've learned my lesson with Beat Saber. <laughs> I was, True enough. I was too close to some things, and I knocked my hands into them. Uh, you break not, your fingers. Not fun. Uh, since Joe's not here, I'm picking for him. Uh, so I'm cheating. I have two picks. Uh, the other game from the drop that looks cool is a game called Observation. Observation is a sci-fi thriller uncovering what happened to Dr. Emma Fisher and the crew of her mission through the lens of the station's artificial intelligence, Sam. Players assume the role of Sam by operating the station's control systems, cameras, and tools to assist Emma in discovering what is happening to the station, the vanished crew, and Sam himself. So basically, you're controlling the cameras and trying to piece together what happened on the space station. Um, I, I think that's, that's cool. I think that's a cool gameplay hook. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I like space. And, and I, I'm sorry that I don't do voices, everybody. I'm not Joe. I can't do it. He's been, really good at voices. He's really good, and every time he does one, I sit here and I'm so mad because I can't do him. <laughs> I, I know, and he like locks in on it too. Yes. Like everybody, can, anybody can do a voice for like three or four words and drop like a, a quick like Christopher Walken like wow. Yeah, but he's like he's it in, doesn't go anywhere. He's, he's locked in, in and out of it like so seamlessly. I know. The only time I can do it is like if I commit to the voice. I'm like Daniel Day Lewis. Then I have to talk like that for hours. Exactly. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a talented son of a gun. Sure is. Now he's making shoes as a cobbler, I think. Yeah. Um, is that where he is? I think so. Uh, yeah. Sean, that's it for the this week's trophy room. Uh, this went by really quick. The whole show is done? What? The show is done, man. Uh, we didn't really have any questions. I didn't go to England to steal Andy House's mail. We didn't have to. It, he's here. Andy House is here in Canada. Yeah, you guys don't have to like go across the ocean or climb over the wall. He's he's here. We have a very good relationship because we have his queen on the back of our money. 
It's all good. Andy House is a friend of mine. Andy House can come over to Sean's house anytime. Remind, remind myself. Uh, I'm going to tell Joe that and see because he's broke. He keeps traveling across the, the the ocean to go to Andy's house. You think that he might like take a little bit of money while he's breaking into his house just to yeah. maybe at least break exactly. even? Like, no. Gallivanting. He's the worst heistess I've ever heard of. <laughs> For sure. He just sees envelopes and he goes crazy i know he's like i gotta get this for the show <laughs> gets a little maybe just a little tunnel vision there joe yeah uh sean uh where can people find you oh uh they can find me all over the internet you guys can find me uh at twitter at sean capri of course it's sean like connery capri like the pants uh if you like on tuesdays and thursdays i stream at twitch.tv slash sean capri and i would really really love it if you guys listen to the xbox drive like, I know that we're all locked in on uh, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's typing in yeah. the notes right He now. distracted me before. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay. I, I really love it if you guys listen to the Xbox Tribe. Uh, we do, you know, uh, Luke and I both have a love and appreciation for all things gaming. I, in case you didn't know, I record the Xbox Tribe while driving in my car. That's why it's called the Xbox Drive. I literally have my laptop in the passenger seat, and I Skype call Luke by tethering my my work phone to my laptop. So Skype works, and I record the whole thing. That's impressive. It's, it's really a lot of fun. I set up a podcasting studio in my car every Wednesday, so check it out every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. Uh, you can follow me at ninja 73 on Twitter uh, send me those friend requests uh, always love getting them um, tell me that you've listened to the show and that's why you're friending me because that's fantastic um, you can find my show all about the kind of funny community uh, called best friends talk funny on Twitter at BFS talk funny uh, just hit a 2000 total listens milestone the other day which i'm very that's excited amazing. about um so go check that on twitter do the podcast thing rate it five stars and yeah that's it uh e3's coming sean i'm so excited and have a great time at e3 if i don't talk to you before you leave packing my bags man <sighs> gotta hit the road uh, what 20 20 days it's, it's getting there i'll be flying in on june 8th and yeah man i i'm stoked i can't i actually am completely in disbelief yeah well have that's a great time uh I hope Xbox kills it there because I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. It's going to um, be good. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, this was so much you. fun. Yeah, this was great. Did um, you know I used to co-host this show? I did know that, yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't called The Trophy Room, I don't think, back then. No, I, I think it was just called The PlayStation Podcast. I think it was in copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, probably. <laughs> you just called The PlayStation Podcast, you yeah. cheater. Um, I mean, good on you, Joe. Yeah, I forgot how Joe ends the show. So I think he uh, says that is all or bar. Or that's something it. Like that. uh, bah. Uh, bah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>